Hare Krishna. I welcome all to Everyday Chant Harinam conference call. Today we are very fortunate to have His Grace Ram Giridhari Das Prabhu from India to enlighten us on verse 1 from chapter 5 of Canto 5. Prabhuji, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada and Guru Maharaj. Whenever you are ready, please take over the call, Prabhu. Hare Krishna. Dandavad, Salgosha Prabhupada. I see Murari Vala Prabhu also there in the call. Hare Krishna, Murari Vala Prabhu. Hare Krishna, Dandavad Prabhu. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. So very happy to hear you all, see you all, be with you all. And... Uh, Please give your blessings so that uh, we can discuss something useful for the pleasure of all of you as well as uh, for my little bit advancement in Krishna Consciousness. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Narayanam Namaskrityam Naram Chaivanarottamam Devim Saraswatim Vyasam Tato Jayamudirae Nashtaprayeshu Badreshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevayam Bhagavati Uttamashloke Bhaktir Bhavati Naishtiki So we are reading from Srimad Bhagavatam Canto 5 Chapter 5 The chapter title Lord Vishabhadeva's Teachings to His Sons and the text number is the first one of this chapter, text one. Rishabhavacha Rishabhavacha Nayam deho deha bhajam driloke Kastan kama narhate bidbhujam Kapo divyam putraka yena sattvam Translation and purport by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Shla Prabhupada, Shla Prabhupada Ki Jai. Translation. Lord Vishabhadeva told his sons, My dear boys, of all the living entities who have accepted material bodies in this world, one who has been awarded this human form should not work hard day and night simply for sense gratification which is available even for dogs and hogs that eat stool one should engage in penance and austerity to attain the divine position of devotional service by such activity one's heart is purified and when one attains this position he attains eternal blissful life which is transcendental to material happiness and which continues forever. Purport. In this verse, Lord Rishabhadeva tells his sons about the importance of human life. The word Dehabak refers to anyone who accepts a material body, but the living entity who is awarded the human form must act differently from animals. Animals like dogs and hogs enjoy sense gratification by eating stool. After undergoing severe hardships all day, human beings are trying to enjoy themselves at night by eating, drinking, having sex and sleeping. At the same time, they have to properly defend themselves. However, this is not human civilization. Human life means 
voluntarily practicing suffering for the advancement of spiritual life there is of course suffering in the lives of animals and plants which are suffering due to their past misdeeds however human beings should voluntarily accept suffering in the form of austerities and penances in order to attain the divine life after attaining the divine life one can enjoy happiness eternally after all every living entity is trying to enjoy happiness as long as one is encaged in the material body he has to suffer different kinds of misery a higher sense is present in the human form we should act according to superior advice in order to attain eternal happiness and go back to god it is significant in this verse that the government and the natural guardian the father should educate subordinates and raise them to krishna consciousness devoid of krishna consciousness every living being suffers in this cycle of birth and death perpetually to relieve them from this bondage and enable them to become blissful and happy bhakti yoga should be taught a foolish foolish civilization neglects to teach people how to rise to the platform of bhakti yoga without krishna consciousness a person is no better than a hog or a dog the instructions of rishabh deva are very essential at the present moment people are being educated and trained to work very hard for sense gratification and there is no sublime aim in life a man travels to earn his livelihood leave home early in the morning catching a local train and being packed in a compartment he has to stand for an hour or two in order to preach his play, reach his place of business then again he takes a bus to get to the office at the office he works hard from 9 to 5 then he takes 2 or 3 hours to return home after eating he has sex and goes to sleep for all this hardship his happiness is only happiness is a little sex and maitunaadi grahamedi sukham hitucham rishabdeva clearly states that human life is not meant for this kind of existence which is enjoyed even by dogs and hogs indeed dogs and hogs do not have to work so hard for sex a human being should try to live in a different way and should not try to imitate dogs and hogs the alternative is mentioned human life is meant for tapasya austerity and penance by tapasya one can get out of the material clutches when one is situated in krishna consciousness devotional service his happiness is guaranteed eternally by taking to bhakti yoga devotional service one's existence is purified the living entity is seeking happiness life after life but he can make a solution to all his problems simply by practicing bhakti yoga then he immediately becomes eligible to return home back to godhead as confirmed in bhagavad gita 4.9 janma karma chametidyam evam yobeti katvataha tyaktva deham purajanma naiti mameti sorjana one who knows the transcendental nature of my appearance and activities does not upon leaving the body takes his birth again in this material world but attains my eternal abode purajana om ajnanati mirandasya ज्ञानांजना शलाकया चक्षुर्मिलम तस्म श्रीगुरवे नम नमाम विष्णुपादय कृष्ण प्रेष्टा भूतले श्रीमते भक्तिवेदात 
स्वामीन नमस्ते सरस्वती देवे गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे निर्विशेषा शून्यवादी पाश्चत्यादेशिणे जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु निनंद श्रीअद्वैत गदाधार श्रीवासदी गौरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे ऋषभवाच ना देहो देहबाज नृलोके कष्टाकाहते विभुजा तपो दिव्यम पुत्र ऑस्टिटीटीटीटीटीटीटीटीटीटीटीटीटीटीटीटीटीटीटीटीटीटीटीटीटीटीटीटीटीटीटीटीटीटीटीटीटीटीटीटीटीटीटीटीटीटीट
see to that his dependents are properly guided and eventually get properly situated this is a primary need for every parent to be done to be doing with their children proper rights in this purport it is significant in this words that the government and the natural guardian the father should educate subordinates and raise them to krishna consciousness so rajar doshe rajya nashta ginni doshe grihastha nashta if the raja is if he is not properly situated if he is not righteous if he is not working in the direction in which he is supposed to work then all his praja all his citizen they will eventually be ruined ginni doshe grihastha nashta if the gruhini the housewife or the leading lady of the house if she is of a very bad character then the whole family is completely devastated it is said by chanakya pandita that one who is having a chaste wife one who is having a i mean he said the other way around one who is having an unchaste wife one who is having a characterless son one who's having lots of debts he can never be peaceful and happy in life so from that perspective it is imperative to note that this science of krishna consciousness is trying to rescue us is trying to elevate us from the muck or from the dirt and keechad mud of this material world otherwise we would be drowned in this quick sand thanks to our predecessors who had slogged for us so that we don't need to slog as much as we might need to assume that if we have to go and read several vedanta purports several uh, purports of the vedanta and several literatures for us to decipher for us to understand the purpose of human form of life what if we have to do several finances and austerities like the sages and rishis and munis did for us to get self realization what if we have to go through the challenges and endeavor that our goswamis and predecessor acharyas have gone through to present krishna consciousness i am sure we would have not gone anywhere so from that standpoint we are highly indebted to shla prabhupad to have given us the most concise congruent and completely compassionate version of science so that we can easily assimilate them what shla prabhupad has given is a juice so that we don't even need to chew we just need to gulp 
which means we don't even need to do any extra endeavor for us to enjoy and if i can add this disciples of shla prabhupad has even gone one step further than shla prabhupad and made our life very very uh, easier just only we have to follow and walk in the steps that they have laid recently you know not recently maybe few years before in radha rasa bihari temple so during uh, ekadashi time they read uh, shla prabhupad leela amrita so one of the proper disciples at that time was reading shla prabhupad leela amrita so that was describing about the earlier days of devotees in bowery in uh, new york so after finishing the discussion he said in those days he was recollecting because he was part of those days in those days for us krishna consciousness means you have to go through so much of austerities even in our living in our existence in our preaching in our services in our you know finances he was looking around rather as we had a temple and so you now you see what you are all blessed with if even after having this wonderful arrangement wonderful opportunity if you guys are going to cry we going to have if you are all going to have a complaints that you are not properly facilitated in your krishna consciousness then which means we are the most unfortunate one he said that how by the mercy of shri prabhupada we have got so many wonderful facilities now by which we can simply practice krishna consciousness and try to rescue us from the cycle of birth and death with this introduction i just want to churn this particular purport through some sets of reflections it is important that every time when we reach la prabhupada's purports we need to churn them further to see in depth reasoning and meaning so that we are not just scratching the surface of the siddhanta we are eagerly and honestly diving deep into the vedic literatures we are diving deep into the purports which has got so much more to offer than what we think it can so the first reflection is about what shla prabhupada's statement on being ready to voluntarily accept sufferings <laughs> many a times people come to spirituality to get rid of their sufferings if you ever closely analyze our prayers and our desires it has always been that the prayers and offering are more centered towards how can i get rid of the so called suffering of this world every prayer that we offer to krishna every time is we only ask him if he can remove the suffering in our lives this includes us as practicing devotees i'm saying have any one of us at least i have not done this maybe some of you would have done this prayed to krishna not for us at all but for his agenda 
all our prayers all our offerings all our endeavor in krishna consciousness is completely selfish oriented is this right or wrong we are not debating that fine instead of doing some nonsense coming to krishna is anywhere acceptable akama sarva kama moksha kama va udharati tivrena bhakti yogena yajeta purusham param in any capacity coming closer to krishna is acceptable but this statement we cannot say it forever those who have been in krishna consciousness for the last 25 years 30 years 40 years 20 years at what point in time can we go back and say that no no i have now made up my mind to plunge into the deeper sense of deeper aspects of krishna consciousness probably you know we are we are not even there so in our journey to krishna consciousness it is extremely important for us to somewhere or other learn to think away from us and towards krishna the interesting aspect is when we learn to see towards krishna it is going to come towards us in the in terms of benefit if you if you think more towards us it is going go it is going to go towards materialistic lifestyle only it is not going to go to krishna so the converse is not true the more you think towards krishna for krishna with krishna the net beneficiary is us also of course krishna gets some pleasure he is a, our father and he always wishes us to come closer to him from that perspective he is definitely interested in us coming closer to him but the real beneficiary is always the spirit individual spirit soul so my first reflection is about the sufferings in krishna consciousness some of the words that shla prabhupada has written is very strong and when you read you feel like little shaky and shivering prabhupada says however this is not human civilization human life means voluntarily practicing suffering for the advancement of spiritual life there is of course suffering in the lives of animals and plants which are suffering due to their past misdeeds however human beings should voluntarily accept suffering in the form of austerities and penances in order to attain the divine life so this suffering suffering statement is purely from another perspective it is suffering when you see it from the perspective of individual self interest 
it is considered as a pleasure when you look at it from the perspective of you being the servant of the supreme lord i'll give an example a lady who is pregnant she goes through several stages of suffering after the initial intercourse and the baby is you know conceived in the womb from that time the child, the mother or the lady who is pregnant she is constantly going through some discomfort she is constantly going through some suffering she is constantly going through some sort of a pain assume hypothetically if that pain suffering and discomfort is not experienced then what will happen she will immediately go to the doctor and cross check if everything is okay with her and the baby which means she is consciously aware that she is going to suffer and she has to suffer and in every suffering underlying she is finding a pleasure so the pleasure is because she is confirmed she is com- completely convinced that at the end of ninth month or tenth month this suffering is going to end by taking us to the peak of the suffering and eventually i am going to have my dearest child with whom i am going to bond and celebrate and have wonderful days and lives and years ahead she is convinced and completely uh, you know looking forward for it and that's the same similar understanding the sufferings in krishna consciousness is all about if we are able to see life from the perspective of the supreme lord towards the supreme lord not from the perspective of life towards our self centeredness our self centeredness life is give sufferings to others for my pleasure but spirituality is give pleasure to others by giving putting us into the you know state of suffering now the suffering suffering word what actually the suffering is all about it is nothing but moving from an unnatural unhygienic unwanted lifestyle towards a hygienic healthy wealthy sane spiritual life the reason the pain is in is because we have been in this dormant struggling state for time immemorial to an extent we started to believe that this is our reality and going towards that state of freedom that state of uh, you know happiness that state of eternity is something unnatural brahma is meeting indra and is telling indra my dear friend your punishment period is over please come over your seat is empty and your responsibilities needs to be you know taken up 
your punishment period is you know relatively done so you can wrap up and let's go back indra is telling to brahma <laughs> my dear sir i am very happy with my family i am having my children with me all the by my my side and uh, we are having varieties of food here every day so what is so difficult i do not know so i'm happy anyway here i won't come back if we all of us hear the story and if we ask if you are asked what do you think of indra what do you think of indra's suggestion of him staying back along with other fellow pigs and doesn't go back with brahma i'm sure equivocally we will say this is stupid number 1 but technically speaking we can replace the word indra with our names also because we have been given the similar exactly same opportunity where we have been repeatedly told my dear friend you need not be here in the state you can wrap up and you have some better life wonderful life eternal life and your real life is existing and we are telling that person sorry i'm happy with my family friends house car enjoyment and whatever you would have commented about indra whatever name you would have given to indra that name is applicable to us if you take that same same standard indra so my first reflection is the sufferings in krishna consciousness is no more a suffering while it may be a pain while it may be definitely a discomfort while it may be something that we would have not otherwise be interested in putting us through but if we get a right perspective if we get a right understanding about what is life and how things work then we will be okay we will be ready to plunge into this life of suffering and austerities the reason all the acharyas all the gaudiya vaishnava acharyas and in fact even other acharyas too they have ready to put themselves through all the austerities and penances is not because they are stupid it's because they are very intelligent people they know i better take up myself into the stage of austerity now and have an eternal life of happiness rather than i try to recklessly conduct myself now thinking it is giving me happiness and have an eternal life of suffering so an intelligent person is those who gets the perspective correct once the perspective is changed then the whole intent the whole reasoning and how we function is completely transformed that is why the purpose of krishna consciousness process is to change our perspective our actions are going to remain same but if the perspective is changed the beneficiary is changed then the same action which was sinful before will be will be considered as a glorious activity two days before you would have still earned the same money lived in the same house have the same resources have the same followers have the same name fame everything but you will be classified as a sense gratifier for two days later 
when you are convinced that Krishna is supreme personality of Godhead, all that I possess belongs to Him. He is the beneficiary. I am His servant. My duty in the life is to serve Him. And if you are convinced, probably none of your actions will change. But what was two days before classified as self-gratification will be classified as Yukta Vairagya. Will be classified as devotional service. Will be classified as that you being servant of the Supreme Lord. And Rishabhadeva is saying, at least try to become a human being because out of, out of all the other living entities in this world who have accepted material body, these human beings have this much responsibility to get their perspectives correct. If they have not got the perspectives correct, then definitely the net result is Shramayavahi Kevalam, simply waste of time. So hence my first reflection is about the perspective of suffering. And if I can just add an addendum here, the word suffering, word purpose and you know definition itself will get changed if we get the perspectives right. A person who is undergoing sense gratification, he also puts through a lot of sufferings. Prabhupada has explained in this purport. Typically, whatever is described is a scene that you see in Mumbai. I'm not sure how many of you are from India and how many of you, how many of you have seen Mumbai local train traffic, especially on a Monday morning between 7.30 and 9 o'clock. There are a few famous stations. Oh my God. So only those that experience this can immediately relate with what Shla Prabhupada is saying. Exact scene, or sometimes, uh, you know, if you can, if I have the luxury to say, that nowadays the scene is further worse. To get inside your local train, to get inside your local transportation itself is a nightmare. By the time I get down in my destination, I'm almost like a molasses, completely squeezed out. No energy is left, both when I reach the office and also when I reach back home. So what are we working for? What are we running for, Prabhupada, right? This guy come back, comes, comes back home like a molasses and would like to have sex and go to sleep. So this is not very good and this is not very encouraging. The Srimad Bhagavatam through Rishabhadeva is warning us that let this human form of life not be wasted and misused for sense gratification, thinking that that sense gratification is the goal of life. Rather, one should remember that the, the sense of surrender to this process, even at the cost of accepting some voluntary pain, is something is needed for us so that we can cross over this line of sense gratification and eventually reach the state of being happily settled forever. All through my life, at different stages in life, 
i have been repeatedly told by different elders my family please cross over the stage your life will be settled please cross over the stage your life will be settled please cross over the stage your life will be settled but i am waiting for that stage and whatever that been whatever they had been listing me that this is the most crucial part of the life if you cross over your life will be settled i'm sure all of us in this forum would have got a similar advice can we say our life is settled at some point in time dukkalayam asashvatam which is what the owner the creator of this universe is saying it's asashvatam temporary and this dukkalayam so hence let's accept the suffering become a potent person which means like a pregnant lady carry krishna in our heart and for that if for us to carry with krishna carry along the side of krishna consciousness if we may have to go through some thorny path and that too for a limited period in time let's accept that suffering rather than leading the life of a dog and hog the second reflection is about proper statement on a foolish a foolish civilization neglects to teach people how to rise to the platform of bhakti yoga first problem is we are not ourselves interested in learning and correcting ourselves the second problem that shri prabhat is saying here is about how we are not even ready to help others so the first problem itself is not solved the second problem cannot be solved so but just for the sake of this discussion assume that you are able to figure out how to lead your life in a righteous manner and you are able to lead one you still have a lot more to do and that is what robert is writing that don't be part of this foolish civilization and support this foolish civilization by neglecting to teach people how to rise to the platform of bhakti yoga if you have studied bhagavad gita there are several verses in which krishna says so and so person is dear to me so and so person is very dear to me so and so person is dear to me if you consolidate all those verses on dear to me wala shlokas you'll come to know more than a bunch of them talks about paropakar how this propensity of helping others to win themselves to the lord of sita krishna bharata bhumi te hoila manushya janmayar janma sarthak kari karo paro pakar janma sarthak kari your your life will get your whole uh, existence will get purified by doing paro pakar krishna is instructing this to gopis and in that prayer he says etavat janma sapalyam dehinam ihadehishu pranair artair diya vacha 
Shreyadacharanam Sada. Krishna is telling to these gopis, which eventually is referred by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He says that let us do things which are ultimately beneficial rather than hung up on something that is temporarily beneficial. Prabhupada is talking about Shreyas and Prayas. Shreyas is those activities which are eternally, ultimately beneficial. Prayas is those activities which are temporarily beneficial. So those civilizations in elsewhere, in 4th canto Srimad Bhagavatam, Srila Prabhupada writes that it is duty of all the leaders, it is the duty of all the intelligent men to come together, put their energy and intelligence, I'm just paraphrasing what Prabhupada said, to eventually set up training institutes, educational institutions, where children from age 5, onwards are trained in the science of Krishna consciousness. So there are so many endeavors, so there are two aspects of it. First stage, uh, first reflection that we discussed about suffering is about Acharanam. Second stage or second reflection that we are talking about is called Prachara. If Achara is not good, prachara will be definitely not good. Because a preaching without practicing is pretending. And practicing without preaching is considered as selfishness. So Prabhupada is our miserliness. Prabhupada uses both the words. Elsewhere Prabhupada uses the word miserly, kripana, he says, Kripana is not those who doesn't have money. Kripana are those who have money but does not want to spend. So Shri Prabhupada writes, those who have got the science of Krishna consciousness, those who have, those who have practiced or practicing Krishna consciousness, if they are not ready to help others, if they are not ready to bring someone to the platform of Bhakti Yoga, then it's called miserly nature. So, the second reflection is about the duty of a practitioner to lead our life in such a capacity that Krishna consciousness knowledge is imparted as well as a person tries to do an endeavor to come to the uh, platform of being a compassionate one to take an additional pain because assume for the first category, the first reflection even we may be ready because I am putting in suffering for my advantage for myself to go back home, back to God for myself to be eternally happy so there may be motivation so, but the second reflection with respect to prachara to bring in others to enable others to help others to rise to the platform of Bhakti Yoga, many of us or many people may not have interest because the understanding is why should I toil myself? Why should I slog for others? 
when others themselves are not interested. But that's not how Vaishnavacharyas, that's not how several saintly persons have thought. In the first canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, when Shaunakadi Rishis, when they have assembled to hear from Sutta Goswami, so they have made up their mind that how in the in the time to come, so they have already foresaw what is coming their way, they already eventually understood what is coming their way and hence they started to make a preparation so that their future generation is definitely not at risk. Assume that if they have not done this endeavor, the first canto very nicely explains thousands of such rishis sacrificing their family, sacrificing their resources, sacrificing their acquisitions, they have come plunged into this uh, Bhagavatam study, you know, taking up uh, a serious penance of studying Srimad Bhagavatam and for discussing about the welfare of the human society at large. Shla Prabhupada writes in one of the purports in second canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, this considering uh, the well-wishing well for others, being a well-wisher for others, is something considered as a very, very noble act. Paramatma, Krishna himself, is our eternal well-wisher. And if at all we can say somebody equivalent to that is about our spiritual authority, spiritual master, and finally our dear most, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Shri Prabhupada. So, Srila Prabhupada is our eternal well-wisher and by walking the path and doing things that Srila Prabhupada has asked us to do, we will also join that clout of being well-wishers for everyone. And if I am able to wish well for others, then I will have definitely all the blessings from the Supreme Lord as well as the Vaishnavas. So my second reflection is about with respect to Prachara. And it is something that one has to again put in through some sort of a uh, come out of their comfort zone to do this happen. Otherwise, comfortably I will do preaching sitting at my own, in my own pace, in my own time, in my own language, in my own convenience. That's not what preaching is. Preaching means I should go myself, make myself available for the needy, uh-huh. for those who are mi- being misdirected, for those who are wobbling, struggling, for those who are interested but not having enough resources to such a person one has to go out and preach with their full heart content. Third and last reflection. That the point of uh, Krishna consciousness that Shri Prabhupada is explaining is about this activity of Krishna consciousness. It is eventually achieved. So, the austerities one has to perform, the penance one has to perform, the suffering one has to go through is going to have eventual result, not instantaneous result. It is not said that instantaneous results are not possible, but the way the process is structured, the process slowly, steadily purifies our consciousness and eventually makes us get properly situated. So, the last reflection from this purport is, if 
we have taken up sufferings for ourselves to get corrected to perform acharanas if you are also ready to take up pains for giving krishna consciousness to others the most important aspect is we should have patience by the time we get to see the result advaita acharya he was performing the prayers worship of shaligrama sila because he already saw the people in this world are seriously suffering so he really felt uncomfortable with so many people suffering so he started to plead and remind uh, reminded the supreme lord saying that you promised that you will come down in kaliyuga and try to rescue and this is the right time you please come advaita acharya is sadashiva and vishnu combined and he is calling over chaitanya mahaprabhu and what is the response time we expect when such a person calls uh, he prayed perform shaligram shila puja along with ganges water for 50 plus years before mahaprabhu eventually appeared so the process what shila prabhupad is explaining as well as in chaitanya charitamrita the principles of sharanagati when they explain they say rakshishyati vishwaso please have the confidence and patience that this process will work it's not that you know we try to do something in two days time two weeks time two months time we are going to have some sort of a uh, magical transformation nobody is saying it is not possible but it is also possible that one may have to go through some significant stages of purification the reason it is that we still don't know the depth of the nonsense that we have you know accumulated the how much of dirt that we have accumulated in our heart so for them to be completely purified for them to be completely clean stuff one has to go through some significant stages of purification and for that one needs patience shla prabhupada whenever he explains about the patience he uses this example of the lady who gets married if the lady who gets married want to beget a child you know intercourse is not the only agenda she has to wait for 9 months to see the baby come out similarly this process of krishna consciousness as explained by rishabadeva for us to see the net result it may take some time but it is worth putting us through this experience because that time is meant to use remove the layers and layers and layers and layers of dirt in the heart in gundita margen pastime shila prabhupada explains that these layers of dirt which mahaprabhu removed through brooming through uh, mobbing through cleaning through personally going to the nooks and corners of the places similarly one has to work on his own self and eventually remove the dirt in the heart so my third reflection is about how one has to remove the anarthas it will go eventually if you are stay put if you are definitely committed to this process of krishna consciousness it will eventually vanish for that one has to have patience and this patience is not about laziness the idea is you consistently do the action independent of the results are visible or not 
and the reason why one has to work in that manner is if we are working towards the direction directives given by our great acharyas the results are sure shot if we are any having any doubts in this process uh, then krishna says i provide what that person lack and i protect what he has ananyas chintayanto mam ye jana paryupashate tesham nityabhyuktanam yoga kshemam vahamyam so krishna is giving even that much assurance that i will protect you whatever good things that you have and i will provide you what you lack so much so that you will eventually come to my lotus feet so my third and final reflection hence is in the journey of krishna consciousness one need to have enough patience uh, so that one can eventually grow over cross over the stages of purification and eventually get properly situated and in turn have krishna gets properly installed in their heart so that they own krishna krishna is ready to allow himself to be owned by his devotees and but not by anyone else if you go and ask krishna money he will give if you go and ask krishna followers he will give if you go and ask krishna anything he will give but what krishna will not give so easily krishna will not give himself so easily and for krishna to give himself you know to really show the sign of some character think that how krishna i am ready to do anything if it's for you if it's you and krishna has time and again proved that it is him who is our you know rescuer benefactor shelter uh, had you know uh, prabhu guru pati tuhu prabhu guru pati tuhi sarvamoy you are everything you are my prabhu you are my pati you are my guru you are my uh, shelter manas deho geho jo kichu mor arpilu tuvapade nanda kishor so we are very much fortunate that the amount of patience otherwise was required in the previous ages is definitely significantly reduced uh, the amount of uh endeavor one has to go through otherwise in the previous ages are significantly reduced the amount of preaching that one may have to the endeavor one one may have to pray you know put in to preach is now become very simple an amount of energy one has to put in to fix his own consciousness one has to do several austerities all of these things are now optimized and by the blessings of chaitanya mahaprabhu they are very much available you know in a very handy and easiest way so it is in our best interest that we should latch on to this process and eventually try to surrender to the lotus feet of the supreme lord and take advantage of this human form of life because in no other form of life we will be able to cross over this ocean of nithyans so thank you so much we spoke about you know several points but the main main three summary points of this particular purport is about acharana prachara and dhairya which means patience preaching and voluntarily accepting sufferings these are the three solutions or three points from the purport and from this current context where rishabhadeva is trying to impart the knowledge to his sons 
if we try to accept them if we try to learn to you know be obediently follow them then the net result is we are going to have an eternal life of happiness bliss and knowledge grantrash shrimad bhagavatam ki jai shila prabhupada ki jai nitai gaura premanande hari hari bol there any questions or comments i'll be happy to respond hari krishna hari krishna prabhu thank you so much for the wonderful session and also your reflections um, acharana prachara and dairya uh, as you said uh, dairya acharana itself is difficult and you wonderfully brought the prachara part and also dairya is something uh, which we often see that um, when we start practicing that initial enthusiasm will not last longer we will be thinking like oh it's not working um so thank you so much for wonderfully bringing all these points um devotees have any questions or comments or feedback please go ahead um prabhu how much time you have i'll i'm happy to respond to questions madhavi oh shabhi madhavi हरे कृष्ण प्रभु जी धन्यवाद प्रणाम ऑल ग्लोरी सुशीला प्रभु पाद गुरु महाराज हरे कृष्णा प्रभु जी हियरिंग यू ऑलवेज इज सो वंडरफुल प्रभु जी आई हैव क्वेश्चन i forgot you were saying that if we do not uh, apply krishna conscious patiji we can't hear you we did not hear you completely your question uh, you we can only hear until if we do not apply krishna consciousness uh i can't hear mata ji any devotees can hear her no no neither i can hear probably her connection is uh, her, uh, yes prabhu ji anyone think... else by the time mata mata ji is resuming uh-huh. i think she's trying again prabhu ji did you get my question not yet no, we only heard you the you know initial part of it after that if you can repeat it will be nice yeah i'm sorry i got disconnected i don't know how uh, yeah my question is prabhu ji you explained uh, that if we uh, have uh, accepted the krishna conscious principles but still not applying them in our life and trying to preach those then what happens what, what we are, are called to preach what bhakti siddham saraswati maharaj says if you don't practice but you preach you are a pretender if you oh, only pretend. practice but not preaching you are a kripana right yeah and this pretender point even krishna is telling this to arjuna in bhagavad gita arjuna is telling <laughs> krishna is telling arjuna that you may pose yourself like a saint by withdrawing yourself from this war field but technically you are a pretender because you are trying to withdraw from this war field for your personal reason and your personal reason means you are a sense gratifier and never be one please understand what is dharma what is righteousness what is to be uphold against what so 
Krishna very technically explains, saying that your withdrawal may sound like a saintly act, but it is rationalism. But the fight it may sound like a you know a, a violence, but it is uh, to protect dharma. You will your name will be glorified for the ages to come. So the uh, in that context, Krishna is explaining to Arjuna, don't be a pretender. So pretender is also a problem. Miserly is also a problem. We should neither be a miser nor be a pretender. Thank you very much. Yes, Prabhuji. Hare Krishna. Very beautiful class, Prabhuji. Hare Krishna. Any other questions or comments? Hare Krishna, Prabhuji. My Dhanat Pranam to you. Shri Prabhupada ki jai, Guru Maharaj ki jai. Uh, thank you so much for the wonderful class. Uh, I like the way you put everything in points and cover the whole purport. So, you know, at least something we will take with it and remember the points. Uh, wonderful if you even make notes. Uh, uh, <clears throat> what is the difference between penance and austerity, which says uh, um, in the purport? Okay. Basically, the word penance is used for um, the... Um, tapasya in terms of um, uh, one's endeavor towards practicing applying Krishna consciousness and austerity is the pains taken to put these finances together. For example I decide to um, fast on an Erjalaya Kadashi day. So that is considered as a penance. The challenge that you may go through the sense of feeling of drinking water, feeling of, uh, uh, you know, tired, feeling of, you know, whatever, and which you tolerate, which you try to kind of um, uh, uh, manage. So that is austerity. So penance and austerity are, you know, like a judua by, like, a, you know, twin brothers. One is a cause, another is an effect, or maybe one is a action, another is a supported, uh, you know, uh, thing along with that. So I try to perform a penance for which I need to perform an austerity. I need to get up for Mangala Arati. I need to get up for, uh, you know, book distribution. I need to go out in the street in the cold weather and distribute books. It's an it's a tapasya. It's an activity by itself. But for that, I have to prepare, get up early in the morning, take bath, go through all sorts of, uh, you know, come out of my comfort zone. So that's an austerity associated with that. So austerity without associated with a mode of goodness penance that austerity is waste in 16th chapter of Bhagavad Gita Krishna is explaining austerity in the mode of goodness, passion and ignorance uh, you know, uh, whatever I mean, he, austerity of speech then several several such points for Krishna, 17th chapter sorry, 17th chapter of Bhagavad Gita Krishna is explaining several things so there are people who perform austerity you know, just an austerity where they you know, do some sort of a demonstration in front of, uh, uh, you know, some police office or some government officials just for some some of their needs. So such austerities are definitely not going to give them any results, uh, any spiritual results, because they are meant for, uh, you know, some specific agenda. But here these austerities are voluntarily accepted. I am voluntarily ready to get up early in the morning, go to go for Mangalarthi in the temple in the cold weather and try to go out for book distribution. And so that act of uh, voluntarily accepting pain is called austerity. And the act by itself for which we are doing all this austerity is called penance. Is that clear? Yes, Prabhuji. Thank you so much.